All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. are back yo 100t is back not only in the finals but as your north american champions jordan we are champions wow can't get tired of it saying it it's just so good so good turns out cole it's still not old to say it to hear it i don't know i don't know how long the shelf life of this moment will be but it's certainly more than a day infinite infinite <laughs> shelf life <laughs> Ooh, it's look, we we did a long, long, long show yesterday, being hyped. <laughs> we sure did, <laughs> and and getting excited and talking to everybody about how amazing this is. But there's still plenty to talk about. Believe it or not, it's still just as amazing. Yeah, yeah, mm. man. Oh my goodness. So we're we're what we're gonna do here is, um, so last night, like we just kind of hung out, talked. And enjoyed the moment, you know, with you guys. Uh, we're still not going to do, I don't think, like the, our 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 usual structure, our usual approach to doing pods. It's still going to be more of a free flowing conversation, but uh, we're, we'll try to get more into the games, more into the implications, and um, be more concrete about it. But uh, I just want to say that that stream last night was super fun, and mm-hmm. it felt like a huge reward <laughs> for for years of watching this team and um just being able to share the moment with Jordan with you yes and also with uh chat with 100T fans some of the most devoted 100T fans long standing 100T fans who have uh gone through a lot <laughs> yep. waiting to get there but we we made it we made it all the way so actually speaking of you know how great that stream was did want to start off the show by playing you guys an excellent moment from the show. I know like a lot of you were in the chat, uh, you were watching last night, but just in case you missed it and for everybody else, um, while we were on stream, we actually got a call, um, from hundred T staff and it was really awesome. So we just want to play that call back really quick so you guys can, uh, re enjoy that moment as we will re enjoy the moment together. Let's go over and check that out really quick. There we go. Look at that, boys. All right. Are we live? You can see this now. Yo! <laughs> fucking did it. That's right, baby. Look at that trophy. Hey. Are you guys. How are you guys feeling? We, how are we feeling? Papa Smithy, how are we feeling? Feeling pretty good. We you guys did a fine good. and dandy job today. We were yeah. very proud. All the good what do we say? Yo! <laughs> my dudes, thank you so much, man. You guys don't know how happy you've made us today. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Popping <laughs> bottles still. Let's go. Hey, what so, are you drinking, John? I, uh, I'm drinking some buff. <laughs> I, I want you guys to know it's been the whole the whole community is just like, Everybody's so happy. And uh, you guys, it's, it's thanks to you. So you, you had a, a lot of happy fans out there today. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for sticking with us 
from the very beginning through the thick and thin. <laughs> we fucking did it. We are on top. That's, That's right. Done. That's right. Everyone Literally, on notice now. Three. I mean, I think I found you guys on the internet after we <laughs> knock on wood or whatever. We traded away videos. And yeah. it's been a long time since then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've done it. So anyway, yeah. wanted Ooh. to quickly say hi, show off the trophy to the game. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I don't know if we have. Hey. Oh, real quick, we got the man of the hour, Matthew Haig. You're uh, live. Hey, hey, what's up, boss? My fucking boys. How are you, boss? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I can't not say swear words. I don't know. I can't help it. How we feeling after finally fucking winning? It's unbelievable. Let's go. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, you got you got the John P today. Definition of day one. I mean. Through the ups and downs, I love it. I absolutely love it. You guys deserve this just as much as us. That's kind of fucked up to think about. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, you got you guys did the best job of building this org. Like I, we were talking earlier on stream, that video of of you, Jackson, and John just celebrating after that win, man. That was like honestly emotional moment for me. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's like from, I'm glad from, to hear that. from 2018 heist to now. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. insane, man. I'm so proud of you guys. You know what you guys remind me of when we were losing? Did you guys ever see that TikTok or that meme where that guy's like fake DJing and there's like two guys? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Off the balcony. That's yeah. under talk. All right. Hey. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great night. Thanks. All right. You too. Enjoy Thank it, you, man. boss. You too. Enjoy it. I think we're going to have to leave it at that. But uh, yeah, we'll give you one. I'm probably going to screw it up. But this is the the uh very high resolution Whoa. look, look uh, at that trophy horizontal maybe i don't know uh, oh, it's a beauty anyway. it's uh, a beauty uh, i can't pictures. wait you guys deserve it and shouts to the counter talk community the discord you guys are the real ones and thanks for supporting us this is for you guys too Man. we'll see you guys soon. To stay alive. thank you guys Bye, congrats you guys. live Enjoy. it up Bye. so even though getting roasted in the clip man <laughs> just what a moment what a moment for the community uh, I don't want a moment for the fans. I actually didn't catch this when he said it live, but he said when we were losing and look, let me just tell you something <laughs> that we have, you and I have noticed before. It's like, we'll, we'll beat C9, you know, we'll, we'll beat, stop C9's unbroken or unbeaten streak. And our numbers that night or the next day, the next show are great. Like people show up, they're super excited. There were times doing this show that numbers were not good uh <laughs> and there was not a lot of fan enthusiasm and you know i think the way i understood that is you know we just kept we just kept at it we were having fun playing music for the two or three people who decided to show up to chat to talk about boy this <laughs> this you know this spot is not the best spot we've been in but we're gonna stick with it so that's how i heard that and i think it's true it, it is totally true yeah i mean first yeah. off like we don't have an audience, you know, it's not like we came to this show with like a, a group of people who knew anything about us or who we were. So yeah. it's, it is very cool to now see so many familiar names in chat, people who've been watching us and sticking around and who can think back to, yeah, that was a pretty rough stretch of time there as a fan to now have this moment where it's like you look out on the crowd and it feels a lot more like a party, right? Yeah, for sure. It feels good. Man, and some of those people are uh, are rocking, you know, pushing three, 36 months yeah. on their uh, Twitch sub streaks. So. Right, right. Oh, man. Well, what what a weekend it was. Um, I think 
Ooh, I don't even know. We, we don't know the structure tonight. We don't know where to start. I, I do think we should, before we just dive into absolutely pummeling Team Liquid Yeah, and how that made us feel, we should touch on the C9 series because like all the focus for us you know, up to this point has been on the championship, obviously, as it should be. Um, but we actually played two series this weekend, and I want to dive into what happened in each game or you know anything like that. Yep. Uh, especially because, quite honestly, everything runs together for me. It's a blur. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was like so intense. But Cole, do you remember at twelve forty nine in Game Three of the C nine <laughs> series, where I mean that was a really concerning play. I don't know if you remember that specifically. I'm powered by Rip it tonight. I don't know what you're powered by tonight. Oh, did we not say that? Sorry. Yes, definitely powered by Rip it. I got my G Force can. Look, I had dude. my Celebration X last night. <laughs> now I got- Celebration. my G-Force. The only way to do back-to-back shows on back-to-back nights is if you're powered by Rip It. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so C9 series, you know, was obviously closer, not just in game score, but also in the actual matches played. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one really thing, I, I think, I think I just want to talk about the resilience that the team showed because, look, game one was... A uh, a good win. It was a solid win. It wasn't a dominant win, I wouldn't say, except for in the team fight realm where <clears throat> yep. we really showed out in a big way. But game two, man, like the team had to crawl back. One of the one of the questions about Hundred T going into this weekend was, can they flip a gold lead? You know, like it, like if we're behind, can we make the comeback? Which we we made a twelve k comeback the previous weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was huge. But when we didn't have like the right early games and stuff, there's still a little bit of a question mark there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was question marks about uh, what, our, um, what our team comps would be like. Um, and so going into the C9 series was a little weird because the, it, t- it, comp-wise, it wasn't that different. And then in game two, we got behind significantly and found a way to show that same resilience. If you do it, you do it once it's like good and it may be lucky. If if you do it over and over again, it's, you know, one of your qualities. It's one of the, right. The attributes of your team. And so what we, I think we've seen is, um, that this team is going to find a way. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to win a lot more games than you, than you would think they would. Um, the closer play, man. The Lee Sin Insect onto Zven in mid lane mm-hmm. that Zven is going to be seeing in his dreams and nightmares <laughs> for decades to come. Oh. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable play. Just think about if he misses that. Mm-hmm. Think about if that doesn't work out. What do you have? You have him burning everything to get deep into the team and just get blown up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's not really a way out of that play. And if it doesn't work out, it looks real stupid. It does. It does. <laughs> but my man was clean with it. Hold off the play and and rip the win away. Yeah. Elder Dragon off the back of that. Um, and we close it out. And we never even evened up the gold score or anything nope. like that. We just <laughs> we just had closer diff. You know what I mean? That would be an interesting so, stat. Like how many how many uh wins does a team have? with a gold deficit because 
in the last yeah. few series, we've got to be up toward the top of that. Which, look, I would I would not recommend it as a, a play style to have, you know, <laughs> uh, defining your team. But boy, does it feel good to win some of those games because no one expects you to, right? And that probably also the enemy team. Like, talk about a mental blow. Uh, yeah, in some of those. So yeah, that was that was yeah. a big one. That was a very big play. And one of the other things too was yeah the Aphelios was good yeah this is the thing it's like you could see it starting to emerge Mm -hmm. at that point because the Aphelios pick came out and and was very effective and it was a a preview of what would happen against TL um and then also I was gonna say someday made Fudge a non-factor right he was in except for Fudge's Viego game I think that was game three Um, uh game two he played it for sure game three was it game two game three he was on NAR when they won okay my bad so yeah his viego game was was all right man but someday largely made fudge unimportant and Mm -hmm. again foreshadowing what would happen in the tl series yeah um it's really interesting how things have built up like for the team because we looked great and then as this split started wrapping up it looked like we had all these cracks that were showing and crumbling and the wheels are starting to fall off and then it's like we gradually solved all of those problems. Yeah. You know, on the, on the way to, to winning an LCS title. It was so cool. Like, I just love that, how it, you could just see aspects of it. I mentioned on the celebration stream last night that um, 100T put out comms from um, the previous weekend or whatever in the heist, and just watching FBI's intensity when they'd already won the game, but he wants to kill uh, whoever it was. You know, he's going yeah. after like, get this effort, get this effort. You know what I mean? Like, you could just see all of these things. Like, these guys are going in. These guys are going to win. It was Alfari. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Oh. It was Alfari at the, at the end of that game. And, you know, it's just like... Makes total sense. The mentality emerged. We saw problems be solved. And then we came into Team Liquid on Sunday as huge underdogs. Yeah. Massive, massive. We underdogs. like, so how well, you, you could probably count the number of analysts who picked us to win on one hand. It was two. Yeah. So yeah. Well, with the LCS staff, right. And then we had a uh, with Nick oh, from uh, upcomer often. also yeah, yeah. with the prediction, right? Oh, total analysts. Pretty much <laughs> no one else. Right. Right. You could throw in the hundred talk analysts, which aren't really analysts. Yeah, I was going to say still only I, one more. I picked the yeah. I picked the loss. I thought we were going to get swept out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was not the case. So, <laughs> so not the case. We showed up ready to play. Like the when when you set the stage with the opening ceremony, and you see the faces on those guys who were in the middle of a, 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 it's like in a standard situation, it's a great ceremony, it's cool, it's in front of fans or whatever. They don't have that. So they're just on stage just thinking about what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you compare the faces of the guys on Team Liquid with the guys on 100 Thieves, that is your predictor. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like I, the if, if, if you're letting people bet on the series up until the last minute, that's when the lines start changing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Somebody's like, let me just change. Can we flip it? Just flip it and change for the whole thing. Which is funny too, because you know, one of the, one of the memes we use in Hunter T fandom is the LeBron locked in against yes. the Celtics meme. Yeah, whenever we're in playoff runs. Love that. And that's like, you look at closer and it's virtually the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude, it was okay. So can I ask you the first question here? 
that's oh sure come yeah. to mind as you've laid the this or set the scene for us. Um, when you have a consensus favorite as you do, and they and and it's an absolute wipeout, no contest, not close. There was there was never a doubt. You only you can only attribute that to a couple things. One team vastly overperforms. One, I guess, three things. One team vastly underperforms, or some mix of the two. So, where would you put it? Like, how do you think about the result twenty four hours later? Well, it's uh, that's it. Just that's a frame of reference question, really, um, because clearly the analysts underestimated what we were able to do. But again, we we hadn't shown that form as of late. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a slow build to that, and again, you could see it emerge. So if you are really reading the tea leaves with the team, um, I think you would know. And and a lot of that stuff was probably just behind the scenes. Like if you're if you're on right. the team or on the staff, you know that I'm sure they felt confident. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think like it's kind of hard to know that outside. And then when you think of how we beat them. It's like, well, they didn't, Team Liquid didn't really get a chance to show how they play because we beat them so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of hard to really answer that question. I mean, I, I would say that the vast majority of it is, is underrating 100T. Yeah. Because, you know, like look at how everybody stepped up, every, who didn't play excellently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that's it. It's easy to say, Diego, right? Like you can't let, Closer on Viego, lesson learned. I mean, TL's social social accounts were memeing their own team about it. Um, <laughs> but but you think back to the games, and it's not like it was just closer, right? Like we've left in the same way that we had in the previous series throughout the playoffs. We had a lot of advantages around the map, and it was not just mm-hmm. one player who was hard carrying the game. I mean, obviously, closer had an unbelievable series where he did. Yeah. Make some insane plays, but it was like I think you mean uh, Finals MVP closer. Sorry, yes, his his full government name at this point. Yeah, uh, yes, it's been changed already. <laughs> yeah, staff is on top of it. That's right. Um, they just took care of themselves. But you know, it's it's you can't even point to one thing. So it's not even like well, closer blew up the series. It really was a dominant performance on all sides. It felt like like just think about that that dive and. Game one, it was flawlessly oh, executed man. from literally every person on the team. We were all there, and we didn't lose a single person. We got four. You know, like the way they juggled the turret yeah. macro. It was it was a like, it was the culmination of what felt like. I love that. It was like oh, it's like lock in. You know how many times yeah. you get that where you're like, this looks like us when we were at our best almost a full year ago, and here we are, we're back. You know. I think it just kind of set the stage for the entire series. Like, oh, this team is cooking. Look out. Like, yeah, this is what everybody thought this team could do. And here we are. We're pulling it off. Game one. Yeah. And, and game one, not, not a close game. <laughs> you know, not, not a game that looked good for them. No. Um, before we dive into just some observations from the games, um, Let's uh, I, I, I hope you haven't read all the way to the bottom of our rundown because I have some notes with some fun stats and, and some of them we can ask you as questions. So Ooh, maybe... I, I haven't. We're good. Okay, cool. Uh, Jordan, <clears throat> who he had the lowest KDA of all 
under two players this weekend. What would you guess his KDA was? I think I did see this one. So I should just be honest. <laughs> I should. It's, I did read to the end of that rundown. I don't want to say, I think it was like, I would have to guess it's probably like 5.97. It's 5.3. Okay. Oh, I was off. It was way off. And Jordan, no one else on 100 Thieves was in single digits. That's an unbelievable okay. statistic. That Closer is... <laughs> was at 20. These are from Kale Maldoran, by the way. The stats guy. Fun stats oh from Kale my gosh. Closer was at 20. Uh, Jordan, <clears throat> percentage-wise, so 0 to 100%, how many of the jungle objectives do we take in the series? I think he means neutrals. Okay. I did not read this far. Um, 90%. That's, uh, that's the answer. Yes. Trivia. Give 90% me on your trivia. 90% of objectives. Um, T- TL only had two Drakes and one Rift Herald. <laughs> all right. Damn. Jordan, collectively, all in, how many turrets were lost by 100T in this series? Five? Four. Oh. Four. One over. Four. Dang, man. <laughs> and look, I want to I just call back. You remember during the cast when there was this kind of like awkward exchange where Freak was like, they're just one kill away and a couple turrets for, or like something from a perfect game. And there's a moment where they're like, I mean, you, but he's, it's not a perfect game. And he's like, but it's close. And I, yeah. <laughs> at the time, it was kind of like useless to call that out because it's not a perfect game. But when you, when you do a stat like that, I'm like, I think Freak was onto something here. Like this, <laughs> you know, technically not a perfect game. And I think there was, was this the series where there was like a kick at the end? No, that was a different series. I feel like there was another garbage time kill on this one um, where they got somebody mm. and it was like, all right, yeah, I think guys. you were thinking of the 19 to three game. Um, there was that one. The I swear weekend. there's another, but, but it, unimportant, but it was like, I think even those stats, like the KDs might've been even higher, you know, like it could have been even a little bit higher. So that's crazy. Uh, Jordan, how many kills did team liquid get across the entire series? Well, they paid dearly for two of them on someday. So we know there's at least two. Um, I'm going to say nine. It is 12. Okay. 12. Now that includes the garbage time. It also does not include the two turret executions. Oh, we it doesn't across the series. They didn't get credit for those. They, yeah. It's a, that's why I show up in a kills did they get? Not how many deaths did we have? Right. <laughs> so those, those are some fun cherry pick stats that, Love uh, that that say something about how much of a stomp this was. Um, if, if again, without, without knowing which team was, which, if you said these were the stats from the game, who was it? Most people would have been like, yeah, TL. Yeah. Wow. Back in form, baby. This. <laughs> uh, and I just want to call out Kane in chat is saying that FBI did die to the spawn in game one. So that's what I was thinking of. Mm. So I, cause I think otherwise he had like, that might've ruined a, flawless stat line for him yeah he was five one and four and the one was in the fountain somebody got him in there yeah um yeah crazy very man. dominant very very dominant very dominant i mean what you could say is yeah sort of what expect what you could expect when you get a two uh a two versus five in the finals right like it felt it felt like that which is weird um i don't know 
I don't know. <laughs> right. It's like actually if you just if you just go through the seating, you would have been <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you yeah. would have been better at your prediction, right? It could well, happen. Not you, but yeah, you know, in general. Yeah. You know, obviously you were the one who predicted it right. Um though I'm not sure the stomp to this degree was in no, your prediction. I, I will Let's, not claim that. I did not expect let's this. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh do you want to talk? Oh gosh, like I said, there's so many things. Do you want to talk about draft? Yeah, let's talk about draft. Okay, so so draft. I think a lot of a lot of how I view this series is based on the framing of going into this. What did people expect? You know what I mean. And so one of the things for us was, hey, are we dealing with like a limited champ pool someday? Like, is he just going to be on Orn or Nar right for the whole series? You know, um, what are we doing there? what surprises do we have in store? What did we learn from our last TL series? Like, and what adjustments are we going to make? Those are all the, qu- the question marks that we had. Yeah. Um, they were, they were, so they were, they were immediately answered. I would say <laughs> like we came out yeah. <laughs> with, with some different things. Now, Jordan, if you had to pick, if you had to pick one draft choice out of all the hundred T draft choices from the TL series, what one do you think was the most surprising? Well, my immediate answer is Shen. And, Someday Shen. And I, I'm not, I haven't reviewed all of the picks to tell you. I mean, there are other things, there are certainly other things, but I'm going to go with my gut instinct, which is Shen. I was very surprised to see that. Yeah. Um, who he all-star is probably yeah. a, a, another, you know, very good. That's the other one. Candidate there. for that. Yeah. Uh, I was personally surprised by Jin coming yeah. out again. Jin. Loved but it. But at least we had played that before, so it wasn't like a, you know, a huge surprise or whatever. Yeah. Um, but w- so we get we get the Shen and Alistar in, in game one. And with so much of the common wisdom being Alfari's gonna go in and smack around someday, and someday's gonna have to hide on this champion. You know, what is he gonna do? And the Shen comes out and it's like, huh. Yeah. How is this going to work out? And the answer was very well. Oh uh, yeah. Amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I think it's like part of it was just, you know what? If if we are gonna get smashed in lane, you know, Alfari's a great laner, right? No one yeah. can deny it. So if we're gonna smash in lane, why not leave it? Yeah, like why? Why not try and be effective somewhere else? And uh, we gave the mobility into someday, who was smurfing on the pick. Now, um, I'm not sure how many of you guys were able to catch summoning insight with Papa Smithy earlier today. One of the things I said, I don't have or one of the things he said, and I don't have it word for word, but I'm fairly sure he said that someday had maybe practiced Shen in scrims once or twice in the past month. Wow. Wow. So that's why it was not. Yeah, it wasn't like a it was hardcore prepped pick. Okay. so questions about someday's champ pool. He was able to reach in and pull out a Shen kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And made excellent use of it. It looked great. Well, and what also I think this is worth noting. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering right. Summer 2021 LCS. 1% pick rate, 1% ban rate. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. 
this is not a champ that people have been going to. Like you, I mean, if you're that low, this is a non-meta champ, and it was a direct answer, right? So unless I'm misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure that when they flashed that up on the screen, I was like, dang, this is really coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember seeing the uh, the the presence um, yeah. on there. But uh, you know, and and it was an Alfari Camille that he was playing into, so it was a nice answer. Uh, Alfari Camille pick that I was scared of. Yes, I think pick that a lot of people are scared of. Um, but man, what what an amazing choice to pull out of nowhere. Now, the Alistair, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like you know, was that practice in scrims a lot? Um, I don't think who he had played that for a really long time, if I'm not mistaken, but oh, yeah. I could be trolling on that. Um, I, it certainly wasn't what I was expecting to see. No. Huh. And holy cow. Yeah. So clean all weekend. I mean, he played all three games <laughs> yeah. on the Alistair. So clean. Um, some breathtaking plays on the Alistair. So again, immediate answer to the, the questions. <laughs> and do you remember how, how people, some people were like, has, has Reaper, like K's, by the way, which we kind of made up on Twitter because he owned his, uh, his oh, wrongness. That's good. That's good. But uh, one of the things he said, has Reaper ever delivered in the playoffs? Hmm. And it's like, look at, look at this <laughs> five course has, meal Reaper has prepared. Ever, has ever a take <laughs> aged more poorly? Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was it was such good planning, um, and I you know there was also discussion on summoning insight about <clears throat> when you're drafting. It's not as simple as like oh they let this power pick through. Why could they ever do that? And of course, in reference to the Viego, yeah, um, you know how how it's way more nuanced than that. And and you know they had something that they wanted to do into the Viego. And it just didn't work, and that that sort of thing, right? Do they? There was lots of like, it's not as black and white as it seems. That's what Papa Smithy was saying, right? You know, I mean, I get that. Uh, I get that. You don't let a power pick through unless you have a plan, because otherwise you're inting, right? Like you're just you're just right. Because he didn't. Yeah, it's like it's not like they forgot Viego was a champ, (laughs) right? They didn't. So yeah, but I usually it becomes apparent after the game what the plan was. I still don't know what the plan was. And then they did it again <laughs> and I, it didn't become clear what the plan was, you know? So it's like, that feels like an executional error unless their entire plan was to have Lee Sin in the game because he's the only constant from games one and two, right? Every other champion is different. So did they have plan A and plan B and then plan C was just to lose game three more quickly? Or like, what are we talking about here? Because... <laughs> It you know so that for me that's like from a draft perspective it is hard for me to fathom why that is what they went for yeah. I get it I get it we're not gonna we're not gonna settle that because we're not behind the scenes here but it 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 looks a bit silly you know in retrospect <laughs> yeah in results based analysis it yeah. looks a bit silly yeah yeah um, and, and uh, you know we didn't we haven't even talked about the Viego yet. Because it's not a surprise. We're in the surprise draft. The only surprise about it is that they allowed us to have it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they gave it to us. I'm a a big Diego fan now. I'm a really big Diego fan. Me too. I no longer have questions about it. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'm I'm shocked that after game one they decided to run it back, allowing that through. You know, um, it's, but cool. Yeah. But As we said last that. night, Jat would have banned it. Jat, I think Jat would have banned it. <laughs> it's because we've done this. You know, we we like we went out and we tried to think karma, and it didn't work. And we're like, let's do a tweak and try the thing again, and it worked. And then we earned the ban in the future upcoming weeks, right until they until riot banned karma um so but like this is my honest question it feels like there was just a breakdown in um the approach because when you have it's kind of like if you're 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 doing a full lineup switch you literally have different champions in every position except jungle and you're going back into what is potentially a run back from us it's like that's I'm not sure what the the plan was. <laughs> what the thinking was behind that? Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear, but Yeah. yeah. Cuz the the Jace um, was the only thing that did anything in game 2. He was the only one who got a kill except for Santorin. Yeah. And and really that didn't start happening until later in the game. Yeah, he got like a triple or a double. At least it was at least right, a double. Right. Yeah, it, it, maybe yeah. A triple. So it it was not it, early early on it was not really a factor. Yeah. Um so yeah, qu- question marks about that for sure. Uh, and you know, didn't really, at least from what I saw, there wasn't a whole lot of information from TL on, on why they did what they did, but Mm-mm. clearly they were confident in something. But to <clears throat> me, it's like, I think it was a combination of overconfidence. Plus I just don't feel like they prepared drafts for us. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest things was like, it doesn't look like they're drafting against 100 thieves it looks like they're drafting against x opponent you know what i mean just like (laughs) right formidable opponent level yeah yes it it didn't seem like they were drafting against us in particular right um like they got rid of diana over viego it's like well yeah well you don't want closer on diana either so i don't know maybe that's an eg draft they had drawn up like oh can't let contracts have diana (laughs) but you know, closers obviously amazing at that pick too. But yeah. as we know, as as we know, <laughs> he's amazing on pretty much anything you put him on. Um, but yeah, I I just didn't get the feel that this was a hundred thieves prepped draft for Team Liquid, and maybe it was they just felt sure that they would see C nine. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, and and I mentioned this yesterday. It's possible that they felt like we played hundred thieves a week ago. And we had a thing that worked. But here's the thing. When you, and, and we talked about how important this would be if this team hoped to accomplish what we had talked about accomplishing. And look, we weren't even talking about a trophy as a team and organization. We were talking about worlds and doing better. And that yeah. still felt like a lofty goal. And in order to accomplish that, we said they've got to bring different looks. And when we fell into that rut where it looked like we were just doing the same look, like, this is going to make it really hard. You know, we went from unpreparable against in a best of five to now we're doing the same thing every time and it's getting pretty kind of stale. And yeah. we've come f- way full circle. Like, <laughs> and it's all, you know, full, full credit to Reaper on that because it's, that's, you know, yeah, everybody gets credit. The players executed amazingly. Hands were good. But getting this team out of the rut and into a place where, from the TL series, where TL felt like they had us figured out, clearly, 
based on what we saw on Sunday, to the C9 series, where we saw different stuff than we saw in the TL series the very next day. That's an insane amount to show in a week. It's one week of play. Yeah. That's a pretty unbelievable accomplishment in itself, <laughs> just from a prep and, you know, um, like mental fortitude standpoint. It's, and it's remarkable how quickly we got back up to the point where we could bring different stuff. Guarantee you they were not expecting a Shen. I guarantee you that. There's no way, you know? So that is, for me, the, the biggest thing. It's like we kept it fresh, we brought new looks, and we returned to the form that we had before from a prep and coaching standpoint, which is, I don't know how you ban against this team. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's especially funny, um, Chat's pointing this out, but if, if you watch some of the post-game press conference, like Travis had that stream to his channel, for instance, um, they were talking about how the, their scrims were actually like not good because they didn't really have anyone to scrim against. As Team Liquid had been one of our primary scr uh, scrim partners mm. during the playoffs. And uh, so they, they achieved a lot of their improvement through just VOD review. And how weird is that? That's amazing. Because <laughs> let me tell you, we, we do Rec League every week. I basically don't play League of Legends every anymore. We watch Rec League like every week, and I'm not getting better at League of Legends, Jordan, <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know, Cole. Our win rate in the Rip and Rumble is still 100%. So, I mean, mm. let that. But I said improve. We haven't improved over That's 100%. That's true. Yet, That's true. So, <laughs> we're slacking. Hey, one other point I want to make on the draft thing is I think the, the, the perfect... Um, realization of the bind that this puts teams in when you can bring new looks, unexpected things is game three. Three jungle bands in the first set and they first oh, picked yeah, a jungler. Yeah. They went, they, they hit the panic button. Full. They did full, they, they had their hand on the fire <laughs> alarm and they're like, no, hit the panic button instead. And it, it spectacularly failed. Game three was the <laughs> least competitive, I'd say, of the two. We had only one player die, and it was Huhi, because he was getting, basically because he was getting trundle ulted on Alistair. Like, that was their entire, you know, team fight plan. It's like, quick, kill Huhi. And then no one else died for the entire game. So, you can ban, you can triple ban closer if you'd like to. And you can first pick on blue side away from him, if you choose to do that. <laughs> But that means you get Rise and Aphelios and Gangplank and Lee Sin, who is still really good, and Alistair. You get four other things that are going to be a problem for you. Like, yeah. that's the full power of this team, is you have picks in every lane that are going to create a problem for you, and that's exactly what happened in Game 3. They had problems everywhere on the map because they, they were panicked fully. They were consumed by their panic for, for Closer. And they couldn't even stop him. And he still made insane plays. Yeah, and and uh, the way he coordinated it with the rest of the team also, especially like seeing the rise ults. Yeah. Like kicking someone into the middle of a rise ult. That was next level. That was next level, dude. It was, seriously, it was like. I haven't seen that. It's, it's it's like watching an NBA game and then like the, it's so like one team's crushing the other one so bad that it kind of devolves into a dunk contest <laughs> right. on the, the breakaways, you know? Yeah. 
like those early 2010s games that would get like that. Uh, geez. Yeah. That like they just were, were styling all over them and it, it just like they were laughing in the, in the player like cams and stuff. Yeah. And it just having a good time playing league of legends, beating the stuffing out of the team liquid teddy bear, you know, <laughs> or the horse, I guess the horse mascot. <laughs> It, uh, I haven't seen that horse mascot in a while. Yeah. RIP live events, right? Yeah, COVID's been rough on the live mascot scene. It brings to mind the uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade dunk picture, you know? Like, they, they're just, they're just, they're making posters, you know? Like, that's what they were able to do. I want to get that as a gif. Just the, the Leeson kick into the rise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um Anything else on just draft? Nah, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. It was, it was, it was very good. Masterclass. Um, the, you know what I should have pulled? I should have pulled the results of all the polls uh, yeah. that I was doing on the draft. So I did that for both series on Twitter, just really quick, like right after draft for five minutes. You know, what, how's everybody feeling on our draft? And I've actually done that in previous years when we have not had Reaper drafts. And the results were definitely different than any other time that we had that. I think um, the uh, I think it was it was something like 80, 85 percent of people who were responding were saying we were winning the draft yeah. every game. Yeah, it was nutty. Yep. Uh, and maybe it was a little closer in game one, but um, a lot of confidence in the draft, which when you have fans saying that yeah. before the game starts. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you're doing a good job with it because fans always will find a way to complain about the draft. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? They always will. That's, that's in our nature. Um, but yeah, in, in, in watching the, so the broadcast does the, like the who's winning champ select yeah. kind of thing. And it seemed like directly proportional to whether he got Viego or not for closer. Right. <laughs> it's like, as soon as closer is locked in and with Viego is like 86%, which is especially funny. Cause that's like, you know, those are, that's basically a, like, who are you cheering for? Polls. Yes, it is. Yeah. Who has more, that's what it, they should just relabel it. Who has more fans in chat, you know, mm. but even, yeah. even TL fans at that point, I'm sure we're, we're spamming hundred T because, um, it was plain to see. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, there was just, they didn't have anything. And especially like I tweeted before game three started, I was like, there's no way Team Liquid doesn't pull out something and fight back here. Yeah. And it was like, we got Nar, Trendle, LeBlanc, Varus, and Leona. It was like this, you know, more of the same, basically. I guess, I don't know if Santorin played um, Trundle in any of the other games. I don't think he did. I think he has a Trundle. Um, I feel like that's a, a thing. Yeah, he, I'm sure he has one. I'm just saying in oh, our series, yeah, yeah. yeah he played uh, he played Lee Sin. Yeah, Lee Sin twice. Lee Sin and then Trundle. Yeah. Um, there was just nothing. Like, it was, they did, they just didn't have anything. No answers. Yeah. Um, just like Cold in his uh in his game <laughs> conferences that he'd do. I don't even know why they sideline report with him. It's I think it's uh Hey, what's your strategy? We're gonna try and kill the Nexus. <laughs> Can't stand it. I, my sympathy to the Tigress on those. Like she's probably like, yeah, Really I gotta sure. talk to this guy again, are you kidding me? Just yeah. run run and the tape from last time. Popping off, yeah. dropping F bombs on broadcast too. <laughs> it's quite quite a weekend for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um let's do this then it 
we we're I mean we won. We're we're the champions. We got the title. There it is. We did it. They can never take that Let's, away from us, Cole. The banner will hang eternally. That's right. Let's talk about the players. Let's talk about our players. Let's talk about our players. Um, number one on my list, the Someday Redemption arc. Yes. Has there ever been anything more pleasurable than watching all the reaction post-series to Someday? All the Someday, you know, interview hits mm. where where we're trying not to cry as we watch him do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how much he's he's given and tried and worked hard. Um, the post game presser, he had a he had a similar thing like that, you know. Um, and then all of everybody just showing their appreciation for him. Yep. On the backs of weeks, if not months, of people casting doubt on on him, mm-hmm. us included, yeah. right? Us being like, hey, you know, one of the th- things for us is can we work around his limitations? This dude got better and better and better in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. He, this is not what you usually expect. You usually expect the opposite, right? Like a, a gradual breakdown. He <clears throat> ramped up like crazy. He shut everybody who ever said a bad word about him up. <laughs> yeah. He played so well. He knew in this series that they were basically going to try and dominate him. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, look, we've got Alfari. We want to we want to strike blows to their morale too. So we're gonna you know Core JJ Rome camp him and Santorin camp him. And yep. Alfari is gonna talk his talk, and he just absorbed it like a pro. Like didn't give away too much. Like old someday. I'm gonna say it. Made great plays. Team fought unbelievably well. Yep. Um, he had so many moments where he set things up in the perfect way. I mean, they dove him in top side when he was at tier two tower and he flashes into the jungle. Right. And I bet you that they jumped on it immediately. And as they were throwing out all their abilities to kill him, I bet the realization (laughs) happened. Oh no. Right. He just set us up. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And like, here come (laughs) the rest of under thieves and they're to like wipe them. What what a flash that was! What a setup that was! What about when he um he TP'd late into that one fight in mid? I think it yeah. was game three. Um, it was his Camille game. Was that game three? That was game two. Game two. Yeah. Game um, point. Game and three. he held his hook shot. Wait, am I tripping? When was? No, no, no. I, I'm no, no. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah I'm that's tripping. a different. I'm, am I thinking of the CL series? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of the, C, the C9 series. Excuse yeah, me. Game four CL. Game four, C9. Sorry, guys. It's been a blur. Uh, Held his hook shot. Held his TP, then held his hook shot to wait for perks. Mm -hmm. Like, you just see him, like, perched on the little ruins of the tower, (laughs) you know? It It was so good, man. He just, he played so well this weekend. His, his, like, relentless pursuit as Renekton into the base at the end of, was that game two i think so yeah from tl um where he yeah he just pushed in and pushed in and pushed in after like we we, you know we set up the comeback yep and as it was happening i was like what is he doing yeah but he knew like he had run he had he had done the math in his uh kind boy 200 iq brain and and (laughs) crunched the numbers he knew what he was doing man 
it was amazing. It was like he's just channeling like vintage someday, right? In a way that you know we ha- we haven't seen in a long time. It got better and better and better in the <laughs> face of mounting pressure. In the face of like like I'm serious, this was like the main point that caused everybody to predict Team Liquid over us. Really, well, if we're being honest, yeah, I mean. It feels like the position in the LCS where there's been the most um, improvement. I mean, people talk about Alfaris being the best player, best laner, certainly, in the LCS, at any position, in any lane. Um, Someday ran the gauntlet, right? He went up against Playoff Impact, and he went up against Fudge, who a lot of people yep. talk about as being the strength of C9 in their current iteration. Like he has been, he was their standout at MSI and he's been consistent for them as a strong player, strong presence. And, and he went up against Alfari and fudge, by the way, first team, all pro fudge, first team, all pro fudge. And it didn't notice he was playing basically. Yeah. He was a non-factor. He had a four, one, four game on Viego which it's like if you show up to a team fight and your team is competent that you're probably going to leave with at least a few kills, you know? Um, he didn't just not lose these series. He won. He won these series. It's insane. <laughs> it's really, and like there's a version of this where we still hoist the trophy and we still say we're the champs. And it's like, and someday didn't lose it, you know? And that would yeah. be understandable and fine because his position is stacked and he has, you know, like they've, there's a lot of fresh new talent who is hungry in the LCS. And it's, it's sometimes the thing your team needs you to do is just to not lose. And we were fully prepared for that, right? Like how do we get yeah. him into situations where he can still contribute? He's still a, like an insane team fighter. You know, like other things might have changed. I mean, he went out on top. It's it's the perfect conclusion to the someday story that he up odds have never been higher and you know against more stacked against him. And he showed people, man, like he had he had three series of note uh, all the way through playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> I'm so proud of him and. Um... You know, just being the franchise player, yep. the one who's been there from the beginning, uh, seeing him, that picture of him hugging Nade shot, seeing him lift the trophy, yep. like, <clears throat> it was what everybody needed. Everybody needed to see that. The the memes that J-Pat made, the, the Ninja Turtles meme, yeah. right, with Splinter and the young turtles being someday and the old guys, and then yeah. <laughs> someday with the grown-up <laughs> turtles in the current lineup, like, yeah. It was so good, man. I like that. That was seriously the most emotional part of the weekend for me was, was watching him. And you know, like so much of it is the pressure he puts on himself. Yeah. The self-esteem stuff that, you know, you see him like just being really dark places when he's, he's not doing as well as he wants to do. Yeah. Even when he was like in great form, but just the team would not be good. Like 2019, you know, he would, he would just go to some dark places sometimes. So to see him get this payoff, man, and win the title. <sighs> As I tweeted out, Kind Boy is now Kind Champion. <laughs> Someday. Someday was yesterday. Someday. 
So, a rip it sip. A sip of the rip. To you, sir. To, to kind boy. Thank you, someday. All right. Next player. <laughs> Who's next? Closer. My <laughs> goodness. Do you think someone was a little upset at the MVP award? It's, it is possible, Cole. It is possible <laughs> that someone had a little extra edge to them because <clears throat> speak of getting the award. Now, disclosure time. You know how we do this. Uh, speak of great split and totality of the split makes a difference. It's a regular season award. Cool. I've in my mind, like, you know, closer was certainly in consideration for M- MVP. Um, because we didn't do as well down the stretch when everybody's making up their minds with votes. I mean, I can understand why he wasn't given the award. Mm-hmm. All right. But there isn't a question anymore on who's actually the best jungler in NA. Right. Yeah. The, this, how good he played during this playoffs and how the casters are watching him and, ta- and talking about him. It's reminiscent of some of these like monster, like LCK LPL junglers. Yeah when they come into worlds and like, they're just setting up like this jungler is a takeover jungler. He's going to go off. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. Closer is being set up as he was lights out. Um, the Viego is, is literally a loss. You drafted a loss if he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and his Lee sin is somehow <laughs> fancier. <laughs> than his Viego. Right. Right. So uh. this dude uh, can I has won himself a lot of fans this year? Yeah, go ahead. Just a quick note on the Viego. Viego's kit is good in itself, and there's mm. a lot built into that to just close out fights. The resets, the heels, sure. the you know, the gap closers like it's there. The dude's a full champ, he's got camouflage, he's got empowered autos, all this stuff. I love when closer takes other players, he is consistently masterful in how he uses everybody else in a team fight dude it's so fun to watch and i at first when they talked about viego i was like i don't know if that's gonna be fun that seems stupid and busted but like from a pure spectator standpoint man watching (laughs) this dude set up you know you get the support kill first and then you re-engage for the rest of your team and then you go back into killer mode and you steal someone else's body and now you're an adc like he yeah. is kind of the full package, man, and he doesn't miss. Like he's he's, he's like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. It's crazy. It's fun. That's a fun champ. Yeah, he's a fun it's, player. It's really fun, and just 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 the fact that I you know that we're just restating the same things over and over again, which is fine because we're enjoying a win. Um, but just seeing him like when when they don't give him the Viego, he's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, sure. You sure? Right. You sure? Like, right. is it, yeah. Which which way would you like to die? Right. Okay. Yeah. Viego's um, been in competitive for what? Like a split? <laughs> you think I don't have other champions ready? Yeah. Okay. Great. Man. Oh, Lee Sin's up. This dude. Yeah, I've got a few yeah. reps. <laughs> and not to mention, um, how like like it's so it's not just like the play on the riff, but. Leadership wise and yeah. how he's been, how he's looked in, in the heist, like as like just a fun personality, someone who's, yep. you know, engaging and, um, a real, a real success story of coming into NA from a different region and completely popping off and taking over and 
un- undisputed, how can you ever have a more finals MVP than this closer? No. I don't I don't think so. I don't think there's any way you can do this. Mm-mm. So I'm sad that, you know, the split didn't end differently for us um in the regular season so that we couldn't lock down yeah um mvp unanimous awards maybe across. we wouldn't have any wins maybe we wouldn't have anyway because we had so many good players on the team yeah whereas you know gsm is a little uh more debatable in that do you think but, uh, if 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 they set <laughs> if they set the finals mvp vote to the same people who get the uh the all lcs team votes do you think there are people who don't vote for closer just be, just because they've demonstrated no, no. that they're un- incapable they, of no. making an unbiased decision? <laughs> so, so this was funny. I don't know if, how many of you guys follow Jordan on Twitter. Jo- <laughs> Most of Jordan's Twitter yesterday <laughs> I was, having fun. was about Spica MVP. And I think jo- Jordan is way more upset about that award than I am. Yeah. I hadn't really paused to consider it. I was just thinking... Like this, this dude is clearly MVP level. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, that, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that happened with us that it was clear. People weren't putting respect on us, right? Yes. They didn't think we were legit. Yeah. They didn't think we deserved the acclaim we got throughout the split. And it was, and the timing of our lull and the rut that we fell into was perfect for the doubters because it was like, see, 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 I told you all split. I knew they couldn't keep it up. See, they're going to get the playoffs and they're going to stink up the winner's bracket with their stinky gameplay. <laughs> and then this happens. So it's, it's yeah. done. It's over. And if anybody tries to talk about it now, they have revealed themselves <laughs> to be s- sort of an idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep talking that talk look i'm i'm more forgiving with this because like look look we didn't play well no you know for a while for sure so you know but but it is funny yeah how many of it like was the c i told you uh i had i had to clap back at some people with that for sure um though again i predicted a loss i but but before the split i i tweeted this out you know before the split started when we found out who what our roster was you know, found out we had the Reaper acquisition. You and I sat here on the podcast thinking, you know, where are we going to fall? And it was basically like, we think we're top two. Yeah. And we were virtually the only people saying that, you know, and of course you can't take what those guys say seriously because one, they're idiots. True. <laughs> but two, they're hundred thieves fans. It's, <laughs> and yeah, uh, like, yeah, I just, and I should, I, be, I should be happy. Clear. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm happy to see many people admitting, wow, I really underestimated what this team was capable of. Especially because a lot of them were not underestimating just on how we were playing, but what they thought our ceiling would be. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like they were saying, oh, this team is really, really good if they all play super well, but I don't think they can play well in their back. No, it was just like, no, this team, even at their ceiling, would not compete with the other guy. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what's so wrong about it. Yeah. And I should be clear. I'm I'm thinking specifically of the people who continue. We'll see this happens. Maybe this is done, but the people who try to advance the argument that this team and this organization isn't invested and is in esports and isn't a competitive um, threat 
to other teams, right? Because we do X, Y, or Z other things, whether it's Twitty org or content or whatever. And I, the, the thing that is a bummer, and actually this is something I want to get into. This is not on the agenda, so we'll see. And I know we're in the middle of the player thing. But I'll, I'll bring this up and we can come back to it if we have time. Sure. I think it's actually really detrimental to the overall ecosystem of the LCS and NA specifically when people choose to diminish teams rather than call it honestly, right? And I think it's such an interesting counter to LCS. There's so much that the LCS is had like so much baggage. So yeah, yeah so much baggage, baggage for sure. Look at look at Valorant. And we talked about this when we did Fast Peak last week, but I know a lot of people don't catch that show just because it's a smaller audience. Sentinels, when when we when we made it to grand finals to play against them, they tweeted out it's it's a battle of the best. We we built this region. Referring to us and to them. And that was a very intentional choice that I have a ton of respect for. Because they could have done this, they could have memed us. And like so many other people have to say, well, we're surely going to win because these guys have no business being here. Their, right. their business is on 100thieves.com, you know, catch the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the only thing that that hurts is, well, there's two things. I think it hurts yourself because then if you win, what are you going to say? Of course we won. They suck. Yeah. Where does that put you? Right. Where does that position you? as a competitor in the region that you are locked into. So, and, and then the other thing it does is it hurts the region. So you're diminishing your own accomplishment and you're giving everybody the impression that the second best team is crap. So yeah, we're, you should definitely be worried about us, but everybody else sucks. It's just such a, like, it's such a self-defeating attitude. I just, it's constant in the LCS. And I think it plays out that way. You go to Worlds and people don't take us seriously. Nobody expects us to do well at Worlds anymore, in part because yeah. we haven't. But I think if, and look, this is not the only thing, right? But if, if the teams in the LCS gave themselves respect and others that this is a good team that we're going into, and I hope that we have a good series and that we can both show up and play the game that I know we're all capable of playing here, because it's going to be fun for you to watch. Instead of saying, eh, you might as well not tune in because it's already decided, you know, they're, they're trash. Like, what a difference that would make. But instead, it's just, it's just this constant, like, it's all about the memes, dude. It's, it's a bummer. And I hope now, and this is what I was getting to when I said the, that I think people are, you know, revealing themselves. If we continue to see people saying that about us at this point, if we start at the, at the during next split, if we hear people saying it was a fluke, they don't belong, that banner is not earned. Like, I don't know what it takes. And I think that there are some people who are just, they're just intent on, you know, consuming that energy and then spitting it back out. And I don't know what it's going to take to change it, but like, we're the combo breaker. We have a new banner. And I like to think that people recognize that there is, there is talent and NA can be a region. Um, We'll see how we do at Worlds, but I like to think that it's not always going to be the same where it's like, you know, there are three good teams and everybody else sucks. And if you're not sending TSM to Worlds, don't worry about it. We're not going to do well. 
Come on. And that was best segment of the pod, sponsored by Ribbit Energy Fuel by Jordan. <laughs> this brought to you by Ribbit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Do you get what I'm man, saying, though? You were, you were spitting. Yep, for sure. Um, and I, you know, that's interesting given like some of what happened in the post game pressers, because it's like there's a duality, and I think like. I think the scene and orgs are starting to come around on that. You're seeing signs of it, right? Like team liquid and, and C9, they, lo- they both congratulated the other teams on making worlds. Right? right. We saw, I think earlier today was it, or maybe it was a different day, but C9 like took pictures of them delivering flowers, hundred thieves and TL like the org <laughs> side, I think is maybe starting to turn that around, but the players I don't know about that. It's 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 hard to judge. Some of them yes, some of them no. I mean, watching and given it's a losing press conference, so no one's at their best. No right. one wants to talk, but it's like they're asking Jensen, like, hey, like this class of uh, mid laners going to Worlds from NA is actually, you know, looks pretty good. What do you, what do you think about that? Like, you think this is the the best group of mid laners we've ever sent? And he's like, uh, no one really impressed me during playoffs. You said so that? Like, All right. Well, you got absolutely destroyed by Abadagas. <laughs> Are you sure you're not impressed? And and do you know who yeah, you know who else is going? It's it's a man named Perks. You know what I mean? Like right. you really don't think that there's mid lane talent Unbelievable. going to worlds. And it's like no one's saying it's like, oh yes, they're all imports. In fact, the reporter who asked the question pointed that out. But it's like, look. Look at what we're sending yeah. now. This is cool. This is competitive. And he's just like, oh, no one impressed me or something like that. Like, goodness gracious, dude. That's just unbelievable. Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine the Patriots. Like, think of some very winning franchise doing that, right? Say, like, hey, Super Bowl's coming up. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, it's, it's just the Steelers. They're not good. That would never happen. It would never happen. And I feel like that's what builds excitement. It's just unbelievable. Like, does, does nobody yeah. in this thing realize how to get people excited? Like, <laughs> I swear it all just comes back to this. Like, I mean, I, I, just, I, I think a lot of people are going to interact with this tweet. So let's see what we can do here. What a, yeah. what a joke, man. Yeah. The attention seeking and the like. I don't know. Just the it, it, the league needs to mature yeah. for sure. But again, I think we're we're probably seeing signs that that's starting to happen. So yeah, um, I mean, I think we're forcing people to because yeah. I think you're gonna be laughed at if you continue to say hundred these is not good. Yeah. Well, that was a great deviation yeah. from what we were talking about. Uh, I don't think though we gave closer his proper toast. So let's go back to that closer. About to rip. sip of the rip. You're not gonna you. be surprised. Well, I'm about to run out of rip it. I was <laughs> you kill it so quick man i dumped rip it on my head in the last stream and you still ran out way earlier than me what i did do you, you you saw i gotta fuel this energy somehow and it's rip it energy fuel that's how i do it Cole. tm <laughs> brought to you by all right um next person on my list this this is one of so <clears throat> you're not just going down the rift here pro- no i'm okay. not Profit Profit Cole has largely done well this split. A couple of missteps, like this finals prediction. But I did think we were going to beat C9 and get in there, right? So good, good, good on me. <laughs> where I have 
Where I have done the best in making predictions is the straight up, this is what feels like the rhythm of everything is, right? When I said, like, it's hard to win for a long time, you're going to see us stumble. And then when I said, it's hard to win for a long time, we're going to beat EG. You know what I mean? Which, remember, EG was like probably the consensus favorite going into the playoffs. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah, they were hot. When people didn't think TL was the best, but that EG was the best? Um, and one of, the, one of the things that I made a prediction based on was, we haven't heard from FBI in a while, and he's not the kind of guy to let that go. And I said, this is carry watch for FBI. He's going to show up. You coined a phrase, and, carry watch. Right. <laughs> and this dude... <laughs> Popped off on a champ, by the way, on Philios with mixed results from him. The, previously, the, the funniest right. thing being, yeah, previously. The funniest thing to me is before this past weekend, one of the things we would joke about, because he he plays well, he's obviously a really good player on like any champ. Um, but one of the things we joke about is whiffing Philios salts because yeah. there was a lot of that during regular season, right? That in particular was like the most insane thing from his Philios play this weekend. So good. He had that he had that game altering uh Infernum into t- four members of TL. Yeah. He did 6600 damage <laughs> in that one fight which was which was like a thousand more than the re- than all of Team Liquid combined yeah. in the fight. Um we saw him popping off on that. Like and and mentality wise, this is the thing about him. He 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 has supreme confidence and bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to kill the other bot laners so bad, <laughs> he'll stop at nothing to kill them. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I just knew like he's not gonna be. And it's not like he was silent, but it's like he's not gonna be. Um, anything less than excellent for very long. Yeah. You know, and what a weekend from him. Um, it looked great. And I, I got on, I got on the broadcast on Saturday with like FBI pew pews incoming. <laughs> they actually put that up on the, <laughs> on the broadcast. Sixth champion. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just, just cause like he, I knew that this guy was going to pop off. Yep. This weekend. <clears throat> and it's again, especially after seeing his uh his comms from the heist. Um so huge, huge kudos to him stepping up in a big way. Uh anything else on on him other than we love him and he's the best ADC in the region? Yeah, that's it's it's not it's not a question, and I'd say it's not close. Mm. We we alluded to it earlier. His gin looked oh. awesome. And when it, when we kind of had an iffy gin game from him earlier in the season, and his ults, the gin ults, were so on point yeah. this weekend that every time he opened up for the ult on gin, it was like there was an element of surprise to it, and then that element of surprise quickly transitioned <laughs> into a different flavor of surprise where <laughs> this is the perfect angle. Yeah. They are trapped. Right? There's nowhere it's like to go. Every time it came out, first of all, you're like, oh, because that's one of the most exciting ults to come out. Truly. Right? But, and then you see where it is and where they are. And you're like, oh, oh, oh he's about to smoke everybody, yep. you know? And he did. So, <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah, I was so happy watching him just go off. Not a champ. Honestly, know. you know, more of a team fighting. Like, that's the, the team fighting 
uh, champ with that. And I think that some of his strengths are in the champions. Like when Kaisa was really in the meta, I thought he was just an absolute force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he was an animal. You yeah. know, Aphelios has so much damage that he can win a team fight by himself. But just the setups were, were so... And it was like, a lot of times it would come out when people were at about 30% HP. And so you'd get the, the bonus damage, you know, hitting like those shots were doing crazy amounts of damage. People were getting slowed down. They were getting cleaned up. It was just a different look. And I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, and yeah, I, I would not, I would not. And that's, I, I think I said this, it was maybe the C9 series, but we did, you know, we, we, we didn't show a team fight comp. For a couple games in that series like we had we were playing all yeah. over the map and then we brought out the team fight comp I was like oh yes dude this is return to form our team fights are looking crisp they're looking very good i think it's really cool to see us finding a way to really work him into that as just another layer of basically in 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 inescapable uh doom in the team fight like if we can set this thing up you get the alistair pop-up you get the shockwave you get the general like there's no escape. You're done. Yeah. Well, a giant sip of the rip to you, FBI. All right. Huhi. Huhi. Again, we mentioned he played all-star all three games of this series. Looked on point all weekend. There were there so there's basically like one or two mistakes from the entire weekend. And one of those was Huhi getting caught in that same spot off of mid on his roams, right? And who cares? <laughs> Because he was so clean in everything else. Uh, Game-breaking pick. Uh, his play topside in combo when Abadaga yeah. got initiated on. Abba, first of all, an amazing flash over the wall like at exactly the right time to keep himself safe. Tosses the shockwave in to set up three and who he jumps the wall with the ulti, with the headbutt, with the uh, knockup. Gets three of them delays them long enough that they're going to get cleaned out. Like it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, he was so good all year. He, he never had like a bad period of time. And I'm really happy that a lot of the narrative in the, in the post game, you know, uh, in the, since it happened, uh, space has been about how cool is it that he roll swapped and yep. got another title with a team he had played for before. Um, is it three squads that he's won titles with now? Or is it just two? I don't remember, but he's won multiple titles. He got, did he get um, two with CLG? I think so. Because CLG won back-to-back summer to summer yeah, to spring. Yeah, yeah there, there it is, right. So, and it's just like, just a nice like arc for him, you know? He, he, he's changed roles and still found a way. You know, and, and that is... He's he's been so valuable, so underappreciated, and has been doing Lord's work for <laughs> these all split long. Yep. Not to mention just being an awesome dude, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really happy with him. Anything else from you? I know we talked about the Alistar a lot already. But yeah. I think that one of the things he said that I thought was really cool is that he was just really happy that he got to win a title with his best friends, you know. And he said mm -hmm. like since the the Golden Guardian days, like these guys are we're just we're all really good friends and it shows and um yeah i feel like that's, that's the other thing i said is I, I noticed this he's the only person to win championships on the two teams that are or the three teams 
that are not kind of the ones who always win, right? He won with CLG. He won with Hunter T. So he's he is like the the uh, I don't know. I guess he, he's the one who always has found a way to make it happen. And his arc, the full arc, is unbelievable. You know, role swapping. Like people say, role swap, and they and they just assume that like. You know, week three he was mid, and then week four he was support, and it was you know like yeah he's pretty good. Yeah, he he went back to square one. He was academy. He played in academy a long time, and <laughs> not like a crazy amount of time. you know, but like he he put in the reps. He he did the time, and he earned it. He earned it. Uh, he earned his way back. And then to have this yeah. kind of a game up against Core JJ, who you know right. first it was close first team it's like the yeah it was, it was close very close six points yep. 67 to 61 was what it was so and, i think that you know best support best na support in history yeah. right core jj right which he's very good yeah you know, and there's no there's no doubting that it's him. similar to someday where it's like this is this just felt like the perfect you had best top leader you have best support you know um and these guys showed that doesn't matter to them yeah um get ready because it's another nba analogy yes with cole but lebron returning to the Cavs, right yeah had his first stint yep didn't go well you could even argue lebron kind of roll swap because he was a different kind of player when he came back to the Cavs. yeah you know uh and that's what it feels like man and he came back and, and brought the title to the desperate fans right who wanted nothing more than a title so now personally uh, as far as that that piece of the puzzle is concerned i hope that you know? i hope that who he doesn't get snapped up by uh c9 or something you know like they pay 12 million dollars for him <laughs> yeah. that would be transfer fee that would really complete now i understand lebron went on good terms i'm not ready for who he to go yet i would like more who he please Yes, I would like more everything, please. More all of them. I've got good news for you, um, Cole. They're all still on contract. Yeah. That's right. So a huge sip of the rip to Huhi. All right, I'm the last player on the list. Abadaga. Abadaga. Who has, who has uh, along with Reaper, changed the fates of Hunter T. The missing piece that we never had and always knew we needed. Yep. Uh, stepping into the gigantic shoes left by Ryu, who we all love as one of the treasured, most underrated players under Thieves history. And just like wise Sage, we never, we never had the, uh, the, the level of play in the mid lane that made us not ever worry about that lane. I mean, you've skipped a couple um, pairs of shoes, Cole. I'm just going to say there are, there are other shoes here. Oh, that- yeah. Well, <laughs> Like I'm saying, we had some problems in that lane, man. Uh, but yeah, and and to within one split, mm-hmm. make this happen. Yeah. Um, and he looked very good, very good this weekend. I, I think like what I've come to expect is he's not going to be, you know, nine, one, and ten at the end of the game. Uh, what he is going to be doing is always making a difference. Yep. And materially helping the team in like an an unseen kind of way, you know, where it's like if you focus in on it, you can really see how much, just how much he's getting done. Um, and then he'll have moments like the LeBlanc where yep. he is styling, you know, him and someday was it someday? It was someday, right? 
in that bot lane when we were so far ahead yeah. and they were just like playing around <laughs> with him. Abba like sidesteps the core JJ flash engage, <laughs> throws up the, the emote as he continues to dodge around in lane. Oh, so good. That was so funny, man. I was like, I literally was laughing to myself as this was happening. And we know how Alba um, feels about core at this point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was very strong. <laughs> very strong. Um, but tremendous expectations from us on him. You know, pr- like that's thrust upon you when you're like a high level import mid laner, especially to a fan base who has been starving for that for such a long time. And you get the job done in one split and you're cool headed the entire time about how it happens. Like this dude is like a rock, yeah, you know? And, um, that's why I said like, yeah, you know, even if, even if we don't have that great of a split, I'm all in my chips are all in for Abadaga, like from the beginning. Yep. And he's just doing more every day to, to prove why, uh, had a great series. LeBlanc game was very memorable. What else did he play? He played Oriana. Yeah, yeah the Oriana game Rise. too. Rise is uh, the other. Some excellent shockwaves. And then, yeah, the party portals. Oh my gosh. So my, <laughs> again, I, I, my kids were around me as I was watching yeah. this because usually <laughs> I watch it like on VOD after they've gone to bed or whatever, but they're, this they're around me watching this. Middle of, uh, middle of that series when we're really popping off and we take like a party portal towards the end and I'm, and I'm just jumping like, party portal and my kids start saying that to you it's like my seven-year-old thinks party portal is like the funniest thing now i just love it man. you it know was, they're gonna say that at school sometime and people at school are like what's a party portal? Like, what are you talking yeah. about and then the other hundred thieves fans kids will yeah. be like yeah party portal uh, uh so happy with that though similar- like i said i'm i'll keep him forever like yeah. as long as we can have him i will take him yeah, I mean, put yourself in his shoes, right? Big move. So first, on Schalke, Schalke no longer a team. So like, you know, pretty rough, right? Like, I, I, that would be unsettling for your the org you're at before one. That was yeah. big. Like that was big to be sold to a different league in a different country, on a different continent, um, and. And I, like, I, there's probably some part of him which kind of question, like, is this, is this going to work out for me, right? And to come to a league, and some people will say probably, you know, okay, well, he won an LCS title, like, big whoop. But look at the people who didn't. Perks did a similar thing, you know, came to LCS uh, for a lot more money, and fell along the way to abba mm-hmm. winning this title like what mm-hmm. a what a redeeming moment for him personally to have done the same thing as the universally celebrated kind of hall of fame player from the lec um and to beat him to the title right and then well so you're not counting the oh sorry yeah but like the when he was here right like he he got okay. it in the, the first split he was here. Like, Perks never stopped him from getting the title, is what I was thinking of. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, but then, the other thing is, he did it on a team who, like, it was a long time 
since anybody else had won this thing other than the teams who always win it. So like that is a feather in his cap, you know, that's, that's him. Um, I mean like what, what more? And yeah, exactly. And not, and I don't want this to go overlooked too. Cause you're talking about like carrying a new, a new franchise yeah. to that. Hanging a new glory. banner. We, you know, and pointing out him pointing out all along the way, how great hundred thieves is to play for right. and to be with. Right. And, and all the players are saying that too. Again, rewind two years. People do not view us in this light, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that so much has happened where, you know, at this point you have to acknowledge the excellent job the team does and the players are singing the praises. That's important. And that's part of the job of being like a superstar player for your franchise too, is, is, you know, lifting that burden as well. I mean, think about all the recruiting that goes on in, um, other, uh, other sports by the star players. Right. You know, so, uh, Abadaga certainly helping that cause with how he's talking about under T. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, a big sip of the rip then to Abadaga, the mid laner who made a difference. And so concludes my rip it, Cole. <laughs> well, so does not conclude the podcast because we still have to run through some listener takes and have one other thing I want to talk about. Yep. Um, and we'll just, we'll just do all of these. Some of these we've kind of talked about, but we'll just do them all because we're champions and we do what we want. Um, Carl skill one. I think we have a legit chance of making it out of groups. We got so much better within the two weeks before playoffs. Imagine what we can do with even more time. Also, I think our play style fits really well for international competition. Now, before we say anything about this, I'll say that we'll do a world's focus preview pod later, closer to worlds. We're not going to go deep into like all the other teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be talking about how we're feeling. Um, but so I think there, uh, the whole thing of like, can we make it out of groups? Um, our play style in international, what's your level of confidence there? Do you agree with Karlski on this one? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> I think we I think we have a legit chance. I don't think it's outrageous to say that we have a chance to make it out of groups. I mean And hey, we got the, the one seed helps in the draws. Yeah. You know, theoretically. We'll right. see how it plays yeah. out. But the yeah. one the one seed typically is designed to help. There will be a group of death and the odds of getting out of that group are by definition lower. We'll have to see which group we're in. But I think that But we are the group of death. Well, I mean I think that that means that it might not look like the group of death to others, <laughs> right? The objective observer yeah. would say, eh, that's a pretty, that's a lock. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, curly QQ says, and it's curly QQ from flight check, by the way. So follow at flight check crew on Twitter and Twitch, the, uh, fly quest flavored fan podcast. Um, they say, first off, congratulations on winning LCS. I always believed in you guys in the long run, even if my pick up said otherwise sometimes. Uh, to my question now, of the teams qualified so far and those you expect will get past play-ins, what would your ideal group be for 100T? So for this, Curly, we're going to hold this. We'll hold this take. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it. I know you were, you were really wanting us to talk about this. We're going to do that in a later pod. 
Um, but in general, the ideal group for 100T is the group that we win, which is any of them. <laughs> Damatide88 <laughs> says this. This is really interesting. Now, if, if some background on this. Bamatide has been kind of uh, saying these things in his takes and in his messages to me, like, repeatedly. This is not a revisionist history kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is what Bamatide has been preaching for a long time. And it's kind of long, so sorry about that. But <clears throat> he says, uh, I don't understand why we chose, past tense, chose to limit our players. There's a clear difference in draft this time around, talking about the, you know, the playoff run. And either we learned a lot about drafting last time versus Team Liquid or just realized that the last draft, this didn't work. The champ pools are not small. The champ pools we were using were flawed. Most of the time, the pop-off games besides Closer are on new champs we don't show. Vayne, Jin, LeBlanc, Alistar, Camille, Shen. I don't think this was the right approach to take for NA, but can understand this approach more for Worlds. Each of our individual players gapped the opponents. Why would you not let them flex and pop off in games? So, I think, you know, the the general idea of this is like we were playing sort of the same thing for a while where the players weren't really Mm -hmm. cut loose. And, you know, it was a lot of Varus, it was a lot of Orn, a lot of Gnar, right? Um, And Bamatide felt like that was very restrictive and look what happens when you free us up. Again, been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. How are you feeling about that take? I mean, it's, yeah, I feel like the... And it kind of goes back to what Reaper was saying, right? Like early season messaging was, I'm just going to get out of their way. Like unchain the players, let them, I believe they're all better. Let them be better, you know, just set them up and let them pop off. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why we hit the rut we did. Um, but it, it sure does. So it's kind of like, is, is the, um, In the games where we do this, right? We pick the champions that we, we aren't showing a lot. Is that just because things are working? Or is doing that making things yeah. work, right? Like, it's which way is it going? And I think that's something that we don't know as fans and, and don't have intel on. Um, I like to imagine, because I, I, have, I have full confidence in Reaper, right? Uh, and not just because I like him and I want to believe in him, but I think he's demonstrated that we can and should have confidence in him right now um, because of what he accomplished. So I have to start from a spot of something was going on which made it so that this wasn't a viable approach to the game. But I think it's a really good question that Bamatide's asking here, which is, I mean, I've seen these players play and good luck convincing me that just doing this is not a good bet. You know, and I, I don't, I don't have a great rebuttal to that notion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly part of the return to form for hundred T was returning to that philosophy, you know, so yeah. credit to them for making that change or getting us back um, to Dark a place War, where we could do that. Right. Like maybe that's yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit of what happened during scrims and practice and bot review. Yeah. Um, Dargor says, giving a lot of hopium, but 100T will be the first NA number one seed to perform well at Worlds, despite what group they end in. Uh, they end up in, excuse me. Looking at how the team grew over three weeks of playoffs gives me a lot of hope that they can learn quickly and effectively during the initial scrim time and come out strong with great meta reads and map coverage. And I think for that, we can just say, let's go. Yep. 
<laughs> JC101 says two things. Someday off of Warren duty and into playmaking champs. And he says playmaking doesn't necessarily mean carries. Uh, so I think like proof of concept, right? Uh, was how, how this past weekend went. Second, did you see the stone cold faces of the team after they won the first two games? <laughs> if not, then go back and look men on a mission. And I did. And I saw it all day from them <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, which is a beautiful thing. It lines right up with our LeBron Celtics meme, as I pointed out. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Papa Zan with kind of like a comment said, not really a take, but I'm just amazed by how hundred T has built this trophy in two years from getting Papa Smithy locking someday down, which don't, don't forget. We, we extended someday at a vulnerable time mm-hmm. in our roster building. Yeah. Uh, picking up the GG roster all the way to Reaper to Navidaga. This trophy truly was not given but we sure did take it. Well said. Well said, Papa Zan. We, we didn't talk uh, about Papa, Papa Smithy. And we will. Okay, good. But yeah, go ahead. Do you have something? No, there? I don't. I just want to make sure we did. So if we, if we will, then yeah. we will. Yeah. Well, right. And, and more on that later in this pod, but also in another episode. Um, Cause of course, trust the Papa. That's, that's been the motto, right? <laughs> that's, that's been the motto. Uh, Zach Taylor said, why do fans still continue to doubt Nade shots care for the LCS team after four years of nothing, but continual proof that he wants to win fans still continue to doubt him. And I think that this is maybe like the time that this will all change. Cause like just seeing him be so emotional and so involved in this, it's been real. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just like we've we've always pointed out that this is true about them, that they want to win. They want to do everything they can. And t- today we can look back and say, like, just watch how happy he is. Watch how how crazy he's going about this. He was he even like clipped something about like to all the doubters before the series, like everybody predicting us to lose. I don't want to hear anything from you after this. You know, he said that on stream. Just the, yeah, the dude is fully committed. And if you can't see that, I just don't know uh, what to tell you. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, for me, and you, you called this out, it was, it's like, just watch the clip. It's all over Twitter of the moment that they won. And it's, it's Nate shot. It's John Robinson. It's Jackson. They're the three dudes who jump up first and hug each other. And if you, if you can't recognize in that moment how much this means to them. I mean, look, these are guys who've won titles. They've won championships and other titles and other games. Right. They've gone back to back. You know, they, they went back to back in the game that made, that put an H out on the map. And, and I couldn't help but feel like this meant more in some ways, you know, like, so hundred percent agree. And I think you just look at that moment. Yeah. Like this is three guys who've been working for this very specific thing for the better part of four years. Oh, and longer than that, you know, like as long as he's been building this whole brand, obviously, but from franchising at the start of 2018, like this is yeah. what they had at their sights set on. And, you know, they, they, they did a lot to make this happen. It was, there was never a moment where I was convinced they had kind of let this out of their sights. And again, more on that later. 
Uh, Glenn E. Taylor says, continuing the theme of my question from last week, how close do you think League is to actually discussing results in gameplay legitimately like nameplates are off? Floor and ceiling discussions are good entry points, but only if theoretical results drive narratives. Oh, I'm sorry. But if only theoretical results drive narratives, why play the games? And this this was cool because Papa Smithy kind of alluded to this on Summoning Insight today too. Um, they you know they were having uh, discussion about yeah like what it's like to you know take an LS kind of approach to the game and like oh yeah well like this is what would happen in perfect world with perfect players that do everything and this is how League of Legends should be played and everything and then Papa Smithy said the same thing like why play the games you know. Right. Um, but the question is how close are we to analyzing games like that and talking about things like that? I think very far. Yeah. <laughs> the, and the problem is, as Jordan was pointing out, the most popular people talking about league are the ones that are going f- as far as possible away from this, right? LS maybe is like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, his approach is kind of like a, a nameplates off kind of thing, right? But it's it's not realistic. That's the problem. It's not grounded in uh, yeah. what's happening and who the players are as individuals. It's all theoretical, right? right? And then on the other end, you have like, I will dominate or whoever who just want to like, or double lift, you know, medios. Like they just want to like trash people all the time and like make jokes and... Um, just like bring everyone down with how they talk about the game and they, and because they're oriented like that, they, uh, they base a lot of what they say. I feel like before they even see what happens. Cause it's like, Oh, it's hundred thieves, blah, 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 blah. I I have a, Oh, it's, it's CLG, blah, 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 blah. And and you, so you don't get any sort of reasonable context. I think hundred thieves fans probably have fought this in recent years more than any other team because Maybe it's because people felt threatened that there's like a new franchise that actually does a good job. Mm-hmm. And because in our first year, there were a couple road bo- roadblocks that like messed us up. Th- they want that legacy to live on so they can have something to make fun of or whatever. But it's like, you cannot take us like you have to pay attention to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you can't just dismiss us. The banner is going to be hanging forever, you know? Yep. I have a, a minor theory on this. This is not going to be as long as my last go. But I think there is something to be said for, I think a lot of these, the, a lot of the people you hear speaking who have the biggest platforms and, and uh, speak the loudest in the room are the ones who they, they have a sense of perceived value that is based on how right they are. And I think that's very common in league conversation that if you aren't right, um, why are we listening to you? And it does in this where I'm not the first person to call this out. You hear people talk about it a lot, both people who are in the scene who are like talking about games, who who's it's their job to do this. But I think one of the, the side effects of that is you kind of have to make your bet. Right. And Put yourself in the position of somebody right now whose livelihood depends on having an audience and a platform in the league space. And it's a risk for you to say that NA is going to do well. Because if you mm. do and we don't, 
then you're an idiot and people are going to let you know that. Um, so it's a wager, right? Do you spend the next weeks, X number of weeks leading up to world saying, here's why NA still is going to be horrible. And you know, none of this matters. It's still not good. Historically speaking, that's a higher percentage chance outcome because we've yeah. not done well. So I think it's really just this, you know, I'm going to, I got to convince people I know what I'm talking about here. And if I say that we're going to do well and we don't, they think I'm an idiot. And if I say that we're not and we do, great. I'll just, you know, hey, okay, well, here's why this shouldn't have happened and we'll just move on. You know, like, I think it's that. I think it's a lot of that. Yeah. Plus, just like building reputations built on trashing people, that too. So those two things together, yes, let's dump on NA. Yeah. Uh, but who cares what we have to say? We have like <laughs> 70 people watching. That's fine. It's f- Oh my Josh five says, think back before this weekend, what would have been your expectations for worlds if it ended then? Mm. So before this weekend, which means that we're going to losers bracket versus C9, right? Yeah. Um, great what question. are your expectations now after we won? Is it different or the same? Now, I don't know if I can say concretely what my expectations are yet. Because, you know, I've just, I have not surveyed, you know, the, the scene shaping up for us at Worlds yet. But um, if we're talking before this weekend and comparing it to after this weekend, for me, huge difference. Because, like, yep. even though we, we, we played well, you know, we, we were, were looking good. Like, we beat EG. We showed resilience, which has been a huge thing for me. I did not have the level of confidence in what we were doing. We had not gone as high as we did this weekend, right? And think about the difference between like your playoff resume being, oh, like we lost to, or we beat EG and then lost to Team Liquid, you know, and versus, well, we beat the favorites, EG, lost Team Liquid, but then we beat Surging C9. And then we stomped, you know, favorite team liquid. Yeah. Like it's, it's a different ball game now, Very much. you know, with this. So I, and, and the way that all the players individually got better and, and played so well during yeah. that stretch, we have much more of a legitimate grasp of what this team is capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel way more confident in that than I did. Um, if we were to have ended last week. You guys know, I've said it, I've had to admit it so many times that I, I didn't think we were going to win this finals. Um, so yeah, for me, it's totally different now. Yeah, and I'll just add that um, the fact that we, we did it while answering so many of the questions that we had about the team as fans. Yes, exactly. You know, yes. we, we, we answered them emphatically. Uh, and so that, that gives me a lot of confidence for sure. Yeah. Great question. Uh, one probably. more. One. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Um, last last one from Apple Alt on Twitter. Just wanted to say we just played better. <laughs> we sure did. You guys saw my video that I I tweeted right after we won. <laughs> I was definitely feeling that vibe. We're just better. Oh man, what a great weekend. So so let's talk about this. I, I 
want to rewind back to some conversation that we've had uh, two or three times during the course of this year where we talked about like our goal, uh, the whole, our goal is to make worlds thing. Right. And something that I pointed out and Jordan, I think you agreed with me too, that I, I think the most meaningful thing to us would be a domestic title. Yes. Okay. And it's like worlds is great. Cool. Want to be there. Obviously, um, there's just so many benefits to being at worlds reputation wise, practice wise, uh, experience wise, right? There's just, there's so much that goes into it. Super important. But I've always felt like the thing hundred thieves needs as a company, as an org, not just as an LCS team, but we need that domestic title that would legitimize us in a way that, you know, just going to worlds two or three times in a year in a, in consecutive years does not do totally when you win a title, your logo is up in the studio. Now you, you can say, all right, well, why didn't you beat us then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there it's and and the way we won it too, you can't dispute the result. Right. So, um, profit Cole, man, I, I, I believe firmly in that. And now look at how we are feeling because we won. Right. And as much expectation as I had for this being such, uh, such a an an anchor and and a, a cornerstone for the program going forward, it feels like that times ten mm-hmm. in actuality. Right. Actually going through it, actually watching the content that's coming out from like the team celebrating and the org and seeing all the tweets that people are tweeting about the team. There's a new level of respect. Uh, there is just like expectations have shifted. They've changed. Things are different now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there are haters, there are doubters. They're always going to be there, but the more reasonable percentage of the population, like you have to look at us in a different light. Now, um, the title is everything, man. It's everything. We, we won, I, I tweeted this out that we're, we're now the only org who has won titles in Call of Duty, Valorant, and League of Legends. A lot of people missed the point of that tweet. They're like, oh, well, how many teams compete in all three of those, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's part of the point, that's, yeah, right? Yeah. We compete in these premier esports, and now we have won championships in all of them, right? right? We're, uh, we're, this is our fourth year as an org, and we've accomplished that already. We've got those trophies in our case, you know, at the HQ. Like we've got, we've got those trophies now. Winning in Call of Duty is difficult. Mm-hmm. Winning in Valorant is difficult. Winning in League of Legends, a league that's been around for a really long time and has some established, entrenched right. favorites, dynasty orgs that monopolize everything that spend ridiculous money. Yeah. These, you know, this is an incredibly difficult feat to accomplish. Right. Uh, not to, not to quote Thorin, I'm sorry to do this, but he, he tweeted out this stat earlier today that since franchising started, uh, TSM has made worlds, I think twice. So have we once, it might've been once even yeah. once. Yeah. I think it was yeah. once they've, they made worlds once we've made it twice. They've got one title. We've got one title. You know, like on paper, we're <laughs> we're more successful during the franchise era than TSM. That's not something that's easy to come by. Yeah, like think think how hard it is 
to pull these rosters together to get these players to agree to come to you instead of to C9, to TL, to TSM. Yep. All right. We've climbed that mountain. And we are there. And we are legitimate. This is not hoodie org anymore. And I hope they take Mont's suggestion to make like a hoodie org hoodie. <laughs> I hope so bad for that yeah. to happen. <laughs> because we have that meme has come full circle now, right? Yeah. I, I tweeted, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I lost my like train of thought because I brought up, I tweeted that stat out, right? Yeah. And it was like retweeted by Courage and like some other people. So it's got like 8,500 likes now. <laughs> And it just has popped off. And the amount of respect that has been shown to that is incredible. Yeah. Disregard all the idiots in comments. There are like a dozen people who are still debating right, right. now about, well, can you count first strike as a title or not? <laughs> I don't think Valorant hasn't been around long <laughs> enough for it to matter. Yo, Whatever. I 100% believe those people are just, they're just so hungry to have courage interact with them in some way. That's why, <laughs> that's why those, those replies exist. And Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, but the, the point is, we knew that a domestic title would change things. We knew it would be important. Even knowing that, I am blown away by how much more it means than I thought. I felt it, man. I felt it. And when the, when the team called us during, during last <laughs> night's pod, I felt that. You know, When I watched them celebrate, I yeah. felt that. This is different. 100 Thieves is here. Uh, I cannot believe we got this done in 2021. Yeah. Cannot believe it. It's an incredible feat of esports. And this is why 100 Talk exists. We latched on to this org because it was different. I had zero interest <laughs> in following esports orgs. <laughs> In the League of Legends, I had no interest in it, but this org did things differently. I watched the content, I watched Nade Shot, I watched them tell the story of building a company, and I fell in love with it. And we picked this org, and we were right. So, everybody in chat, everybody listening, we're here, we've done it. The fans have gotten the payout. And this is like top of the world for us, man. Yeah. This is top of the world. It's so good. And this is just the beginning. This is year four. Think what else we have to look forward to. And think about this too. The things on our, well said, by the way, I think you Thanks. summed it up incredibly well. Um, it, it only gets, it only gets more fun from here. Honestly, like, like it's not going to be smooth. I'm not, this, don't mistake that. I didn't say it's going to be smooth sailing from here, but it gets more fun from here. Like we're not going anywhere, you know. Even if there is a down split, even if we, you know, something happens and it, our plan just doesn't go exactly as we want, we will be back because we've already done that cycle. We've already been there, been down, been back to the top. So don't tell me that we can't get back here at any point in the future. I'm I'm fully convinced that this is an organization you won't keep down. You can't keep them down. Um, no. Think about the things that are on our bucket list now as an org, right? Like the things we haven't yet accomplished, the things that we're going to add to the trophy list. Because there will be more. 
they're things that people haven't done, right? It's like we we've we've got an LCS title. You know, we'll be gunning for more of those. We want to do well at Worlds. We're going to Berlin. Um, you know, COD champs. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have VCT. You know, if we can make it to VCT, like for the for the final finals, whatever they're calling it, right? The grandest finals. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's exciting stuff, man. It's uh, a yeah. it's a really good time to be a fan, and yeah. stock is high. So. One last sip of the rip, then. To Nade Shot, to Jackson, to John Robinson, to Gabe, to Blake, to Logan, to Jungle Juice, to the OGs who built this thing. One last sip of the rip for you. Thank you. Thanks. We're champions. We got him. We got him. All right, guys. We, uh, I don't know if we'll be here on Monday, next Monday. We're not. We don't know what the pod schedule is going to be, but we're not going anywhere. We're going we're to be around. There will be more streams before Worlds, of course. Rec League will be happening. So uh, keep an eye on our Discord. Keep an eye on our uh, Twitter. We'll be doing more of this. We'll raid Travis here in just a second. But uh, as always, guys, we love you, and we miss you already. Take care.